Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Jody F., Rodney T., Verna S., James R., and Michelle V. for your donations to the channel. And if you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. And another way to support this channel is by checking out this offer from my latest sponsor. The government keeps telling us inflation is under control, or that it's just temporary. But what do you think? Exactly. This is just inflation by the back door. Noble Gold is ahead of the game here. They know that with a precious metal IRA under your belt, you'll hedge these rising prices so you can retire without worrying about it. You'll keep up with the inflation the folks in Washington are trying to hide. And this month, as a thank you and to kickstart this precious metal project, Noble Gold is giving away a free 5-ounce solid silver America the Beautiful Bullion Cube with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover. Take advantage of this amazing investment opportunity by visiting noblegoldinvestments.com or you can call us at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Governments in the USSR and USA developed microwave war to cause specific electrosensitivity symptoms on most humans. Um, These were... They were first used against the United States Embassy in Moscow from 1953 and then were the aim of the secret U.S. Pandora project of the 1970s. Later, they were probably a feature of the USSR's woodpecker signal from July 4, 1976. Electrosensitivity symptoms were recorded from electronic transmissions by people in Eugene, Oregon in 1978. The women of Greenham Common, England, and in the 1980s in the Troubles of Northern Ireland, and most wars since the 1990s. Who would think? Or who would have thunk it? (laughs) Oh, this is unbelievable. Ah, this 5G technology, it literally cooks your eyes like eggs. This was done in World War II. The 5G millimeter waves caused cancer and DNA damage. And they've got studies to back all this up. The elites, they have their warfare covered. Microwave targeting is one more assault on our individual personhood Mutagenics, transgenics, epigenics, endocrine disruptors, free radical, and radiation damage. When we now look out at our world, we see the multi-pronged attack of the chemical spraying of our skies, genetically modified foodstuffs, vaccines, fluoride, and microwave targeting of peoples. Our bodies and brains may be accessed to harass and torment us in the New World Order and smart grid infrastructure. We the people are guinea pigs of technology and test subjects for many government experiments. You've been hearing about advanced microwave technology being used against the human race. Well, 
Things are finally coming to light on this subject. And in this book, Cross Currents, by Robert Becker, Dr. Robert Becker, he covers the perils of electromagnetic radiation as well as the promises of electromedicine. So, yeah, it can be used for good or bad. While the military was vigorously denying the very existence of bioeffects from electromagnetic field exposure, such bioeffects were actually being explored as potential weapons, weapons with the enormous advantage of being totally silent and imperceptible. The EMP, or electromagnetic pulse concept, it has been extended through the development of devices that generate EMP pulses without the need for nuclear explosions. Such devices could be deployed for use against enemy command and control centers and against aircraft in order to produce failure of electronic equipment. A derivative of this program is high-powered pulsed microwave. It's a system producing intense, extremely short pulses of microwave, several types ranging in frequency from 1200 MHz to 35 gigahertz, with powers up to 100 megawatts are being tested. These are also considered for potential use as weapons against human beings. A recent report derived from the testing program of the Microwave Research Department of the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research states, Microwave energy in the range 1 to 5 gigahertz, a military important range, penetrates all organ systems of the body and puts all organ systems at risk. Effects on the central nervous system are considered very important. The testing program, begun in 1986, is divided into four parts. One, prompt debilitation effects. Two, prompt stimulation through auditory effects. Three, work interference stoppage effects. And four, effects on stimulus-controlled behavior. The report goes on to state, microwave pulses appear to couple to the central nervous system and produce stimulation similar to the electrical stimulation unrelated to heat. It appears that high-powered pulsed microwave is capable of altering behavior in the same fashion as Delgado's electrical stimulation. The production of cognitive and behavioral alteration by high-powered pulsed microwave is a sledgehammer effect in comparison to the subtle alterations produced by extra-low frequency fields. According to a 1982 Air Force review of biotechnology, extra-low frequency has a number of potential military uses, including dealing with terrorist groups, crowd control, controlling breaches and security at military installations, and anti-personal techniques and tactical warfare. The same report states, electromagnetic systems would be used to produce mild to severe psychological disruption or perceptual disruption or disorientation. They are silent, and countermeasures to them may be difficult to develop. 
it is reported that the Los Alamos National Laboratories has the ability to make electromagnetic weapons to stun or even kill people. Knowing this, and also that FEMA has a martial law plan in place, in addition to sighted unmarked black helicopters, it is concerning to say the least. And the January February 1989 edition of In Bioelectromagnetic Society newsletter, we learn about high-powered pulsed microwave as it relates to antipersonal use. The Bioelectromagnetic Society has strong links to the military establishment and is considered to be an authoritative source. Another great source is Stenek Nicholas H., The Microwave Debate. Cambridge, Massachusetts, MIT Press of 1984. History of Military Microwave Technology. Details of secret projects presenting radiation hazards. In this, we learn there is currently an electronic mind control system that is extremely effective and very difficult to detect. This device is currently being used by the members of the U.S. government CNINA, National Security Agency, and Department of Defense, and other societies. Essentially, those groups overlap and may be viewed as the organization. They are experts in secrecy, cover-up, terrorism, and mind control who view themselves as enlightened. The rogue agencies today are essentially organized criminals who commit massive abuses, terrorism, torture, mind control, slavery, and yes, even murder. Now, these energy weapons are in their hands. Over the years, we've learned their common policing techniques are to use behavior modification and hypnosis on a person under either gas or another general anesthetic. It causes a person to be vulnerable under their mind control and given an auditory or visual posthypnotic signal. Some call this creating a slave or putting them into a Greek sleep. Because of the techniques and drugs administered, the victim under their control has complete amnesia for the conditioning. Frequently, the victim has complete amnesia for the behaviors they are instructed to do while in the hypnotic trance. At this point, the controlling operators have the ability to financially, mentally, physically, and sexually abuse the victim, or as they call it, slave. If a person does begin to recall the conditioning or abuses, the mind controller will typically gaslight the victim by stating, it was only a dream or... You're crazy, that didn't happen. Often, the victim is also given memory-blocking drugs and electric shock to the head to erase the memories. There is very strong circumstantial evidence suggesting that new psychoelectronic weapons have been developed to control innocent citizens without their knowledge or consent. With research showing the U.S. leading the field in this horrible behavior. Does such weaponry already exist at Pine Gap and Nuringer? And if so, is it intended 
for use against Australians exercising their democratic right to protest peacefully against these forced mandates? Research into the use of electromagnetic waves as potential weapons to distort human perception and or cause direct psychophysical damage started shortly after the end of World War II. Although the U.S. intelligence officials claimed the Soviets had the whip hand in this field, it is significant that the Soviets proposed a total ban on electromagnetic warfare at one of their arms talks. Equipment has, uh, has already been tested right here in the United States on rats at short range, successfully inducing nausea, tumors, and many other symptoms. Closed lectures at various U.S. defense establishments have already discussed specific frequency effects and have been logged for use in operational situations. In other words, the military already know exactly which frequency to apply to gain a precise reaction within targeted areas of the human brain. By the 1960s, weapon research had split into two distinctly different fields. The first of these fields involved weapons operation on frequencies in the same range as the human brain's electrical activity of 14 hertz, or 14 cycles of old values. These were, and still are, called extraordinarily low frequency The design was intended to induce illness by upsetting the electrical patterns in specific areas of the brain, resulting in nausea, faintness, panic attack, and possible unconsciousness at short range, depression, and other symptoms at long range. The ambition was to identify which precise frequency was needed for each individual human reaction. Under the Reagan administration's top-secret Project Sleeping Beauty, Dr. Michael Persinger, chief neurologist at Laurentian University's Environmental Psychology Laboratory in Ontario, that was a mouthful, was quietly funded to find the answers. Using what are called time-varying fills of low intensity in the extraordinary low-frequency range from 1 to 10 hertz, Persinger was consistently able to make a cage of rats sick. The extraordinarily low-frequency fill that he generated had stimulated the mast histamine-producing brain cells into inducing instant nausea. Specific research on extraordinarily low-frequency weapons was continued by Dr. Elizabeth Rauscher, and I spoke about her in an earlier video. She was a nuclear physicist and boss of the Technic Research Laboratory in San Leandro, California. Rauscher had already identified specific frequency effects to induce not only nausea, but also happiness, for example. Clearly, Dr. Rauscher was an enthusiast. Give me the money and three months, she boasted, and I'll be able to affect the behavior of 80% of the people in this town without their knowing it. Make them happy, or at least they'll think they're happy, or aggressive. Much later, in March 1984, Captain Paul Tyler, a U.S. Navy doctor responsible for all research into the effects of radiation on humans, presented a paper at the Air University Center in Aerospace for the Aerospace Doctrine. 
Tyler confirmed that specific biological effects can be achieved with electromagnetic fields. He made it very clear that the required fields had already been identified for operational use. So far, the U.S. underground is not aware of any proven incidences where ordinarily low frequency has been used against the general public in a hostile manner. Examples do exist on both sides where massive transmitters have been bombarding specific areas of the U.S. and Russia for decades. Unsubstantiated rumors persist that the U.S. stealth fighter bomber can be fitted with extraordinarily low-frequency weaponry inside its internal bomb bay. Whether or not the equipment was used against specific targets in Iraq during the U.S. attack is unknown. It should be remembered that extraordinarily low-frequency waves are invasive. Unlike extremely high frequency, which reflects off hard surfaces, extraordinarily low frequency can and does penetrate extremely dense substances, including reinforced concrete. Defensive measures remain unknown at the general level against this kind of radiation, though presumably lead would act as an effective barrier. The other field of weapons research concerns... Those weapons operating in the micro or millimetric frequencies and also referred to as barrier warfare microwave tech. Such weapons operate at the opposite end of the electromagnetic wavelengths from the extraordinarily low frequency. Microwaves are those commonly used in radar sets and microwave ovens, for example. The principal advantage of extremely high frequency over extraordinarily low frequency lies in the fact that its transmissions are straight line and can be beamed with ease into smaller tiny areas. Extraordinarily low frequency by comparison tends to scatter widely. Microwaves are generated by a device known as a magnetron in which electrons generated by a heated cathode are moved by the combined force of a magnetic and electrical field. The cathode is a hollow cylinder with the outside coated with barium and strontium oxide electron emitters. Arranged concentrically around the outside of the cathode is a large cylindrical anode containing a large number of resonant cavities, normally of quarter wavelength on the inner surface. When switched on, the magnetron generates an electrical field. The complete assembly is sealed inside a vacuum enclosure. The maximum power output is naturally limited by the size of the individual magnetron, but research indicates the largest can generate a stream of microwave pulses at up to 10 billion watts per pulse. The resulting microwave pulsed beam can be forced in much the same way as a camera lens. From ultra-wide angle to telephoto, creating area or pinpoint capability. Fortunately, the magnetron is not a small device. Informed sources indicate a portable magnetron powerful enough to harm a large group of demonstrators, for example, would require space equal to a small truck. 
Walter Boart, American author of Operation Mind Control, claims that by 1989, at least one group of female British demonstrators had been exposed to barrier warfare of the extremely high-frequency microwave variety. Specific symptoms presented by the females who were demonstrating against the American nuclear weapons or waste in Britain were as follows. They were experiencing anomalies with their menstrual cycles, spontaneous abortion, and other female problems. They were also having retinal burning, inner ear problems, and they were also experiencing rapidly growing tumors. At the time, the demonstrators were camped for an extended period of time in tents, indicative of low-level, wide-angle bombardment designed to produce severe discomfort in the long term rather than acute discomfort or death in the short term. In the case of the British females, Barrett suggested they cover their tents with standard-grade cooking foil. They did so, and the effects stopped immediately. So we can keep that in mind, too. If we have to, we'll keep a lot of aluminum foil on us. At low to medium power settings, the psychotronic microwave beam can be stopped in the same way as a layer of cooking foil placed over food in a microwave oven, reflecting the waves back and preventing the food from cooking. The fact that microwaves cook by vibrating the molecules in the food until they heat up goes a long way toward explaining the wide-ranging problems experienced by the British team of demonstrators. The precise neurological damage discussed by the U.S. Armed Forces referred only to extraordinarily low-frequency transmissions on exact-tested wavelengths. Extremely high-frequency effects are unfortunately more generalized. If demonstrating along the perimeter of a U.S. installation, it would be wise to have a few dozen rolls of cooking foil and a microwave detector available, no matter how silly it might feel to walk around looking like a bright silver robot. At the same time, be aware that any radar transmitter inside the base will also activate the microwave detector, but only if it is in line with the transmitting aerial in question. With the advent of 5G technology, microwave radiation will be increased exponentially using small millimeter ray waves and small cell deployment. This explains the updated wireless antennas we're seeing going up on every lamppost, utility pole, home, and business throughout entire neighborhoods, towns, and cities. It does this by using largely untapped bandwidth of the millimeter wave, which is between 30 gigahertz and 300 gigahertz, as well as some lower and mid-range frequencies. Gigahertz is a unit of frequency equal to 1 billion hertz. To put this in perspective, humans oscillate at approximately 7.8 hertz, otherwise known as the Schumann resonance. Since our bodies resonate at a very low hertz, they simply cannot handle the inundation of this microwave technology. A bodily inferno created by an unregulated, unapproved, lay-it-down-everywhere tech. Now, with this updated 5G tech, 
It will allow the overdose of metals in our body's program now being activated to take on a much more aggressive role because the AI feeds off these frequencies. Yep, many of us are walking AI and we don't even know it. The artificial intelligence program can and will induce anything it wishes. It can be a disease, emotional distress, brain targeting, genital targeting. Our moods and emotions are being manipulated and controlled through artificial intelligence and work in concert with these frequencies. Ask yourself, when you feel lower vibratory emotions of disgust, fear, anger, violence, sexual thoughts, jealousy, etc., are these my own emotions or implanted emotions through these frequencies and the AI technology? The frequency hit will induce a psychological, emotional, physical response attacking brain waves. Unless people know about targeted individuals and the artificial intelligence program, they will not understand these invasions. The artificial intelligence is overriding us and our cellular matrix. The program can do virtually anything it wishes. There are a number of ways to target individuals. Electronic telepathy, microwaves and electromagnetics, holography, lasers, radio frequency, energy beams, satellites, and radar, just to name a few. Targeting of people in this manner using directed energy weapons will prompt extreme distress and may lead to get them diagnosed as schizophrenics so they will be marginalized and maligned by friends, family, and community. Why are weaponized cell phone towers being constructed everywhere? Why do cell towers require multiple 300,000 watt electric cables? Short answer, they are not cell towers. To put this into perspective, one watt from your cell phone can go to 25 miles to the nearest cell phone tower to relay your call signal to the person on the other end of the line. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission limits the amount of energy that a cell phone tower can release to 400 watts. These megawatts of extra power are not for data transfer. Nothing close to that amount of energy is required for data transfer, which is an important point because this suggests that cell phone towers are easily capable of being switched to weaponized mode. Today, cell phone towers are wired with the capability to release millions of watts of microwave radiation, and this makes them veritable of towers of death, the perfect weapons against an invasion, or the mega slaughter of the domestic population.